Welcome, my darling pretties, to our Beyond the Dawn of Business podcast for pretty empowered female entrepreneurs. It's time to step into your power, pretties, lift each other, support the squad, and choose a life filled with the autonomy and freedom to live your dreams. I'm your host, Dawn Beth, owner and founder of Beyond the Dawn Digital Business Brand and Agency. My coffee is hot and my eyelashes are on, so we are ready to go. Hi, and welcome to today's episode. Today, I want to talk to you about empowering women. I love, love, love this subject, I guess. Um, I wanted to say mission. Mission probably is, is right as well. But I love talking about this. This is something that I didn't realize was such a massive passion of mine. Um, until I opened up my membership, the pro members a few years ago. And then I kind of very naturally fell into a narrative, which allowed me to actually get to know myself so much better than I had ever known myself before. And for that, I will always be incredibly grateful. Um, But there's been a lot of speak in the last decade, I would say, about empowering each other, about sisterhood, about really giving each other the space and love and non-judgment and time to thrive in whichever areas of our lives and businesses, you know, we, we want to do. And that's great. That's wonderful. But I really do think that this is a subject that needs readdressing regularly and that we're actually not doing as well as we perhaps think we are. Let me take you to the algorithm. I love talking about the algorithm. Lots of people make the algorithm their enemy when they're trying to use social media for their businesses. You have to beat the algorithm. You need a hack for the algorithm. You have to jump over the algorithm like it's a hurdle. But that's actually not exactly true. The algorithm is just some fancy algebra built within a machine to try and figure out whether the information that is being delivered to the human consuming it is of interest or not. It also does have a slightly sub-agenda from the people who make it, love it, maintain it, because those people really want your money in advertisement. So there is that as well. But that's not the whole thing. The algorithm is there if you know how to work with it to support you. But making an enemy out of it doesn't help you and doesn't help the algorithm either. And this is something that we as women do. Whether we are honest about it, whether we are open about it or not, we do it. We look for patterns of competition, even when we deny that competition exists. We look for evidence, whether somebody is a friend or a foe, because we don't trust relationships with other women because we've spent years and years of our lives, sometimes our entire lives, being pitched against other women. That's just the way the world is built. We don't believe that there's enough space for all of us. Collectively, like a few of us do, and we're working on it, and we're having these important conversations, and we're saying the things that other people are scared to say, but quite often, we're not doing as well as we're making out. We're like, yay, girls for girls, I'll help you, I'll lift you, I'll support you. And then behind the scenes, we are panicking and stressing and worrying and, dare I say it, being. And it's not cool. 
one of the things that I'm trying to teach my children, I haven't fully figured out myself. And if you're a parent, you'll probably have an understanding of what that feels like. Like we want them to be better than we are. (laughs) We want to give them the things we never had in the hope that they will come away with things that we haven't had in a good way, like in a positive way. I really want to teach my kids how to be loving and kind and non-judgmental and not fearful of other people and their opinions. I want them to be so confident and self-assured. But also, equally, I want them to be humble enough to recognise that they're not any more important than anybody else, that everybody matters and that everybody should have their voices heard and that there is an opportunity for us collectively to really take care of each other as a human race which is a bigger thing I guess and definitely don't have the answers to so I think about the little areas the little corner of our worlds and what we can do to support each other day to day in a really really small way but actually could be really quite impactful in a big way I want you to really, truly think about somebody in your network, life, circle, audience, family, who ruffles your feathers a little bit. Somebody who you think perhaps is competition. Just for the sake of this recording, I know exactly who mine is. How's that for an honesty moment? I know exactly who that girl be. I want you to think about that person and take a moment to identify what it is about that person or their behaviour that has got you feeling like they're not really a friend. I wrote an amazing, amazing poem once and I've never been able to find it. It was it was years ago before I went into business. I used to occasionally journal and, and write poetry and sometimes lyrics for songs that were never written. And one of them was Beware the Frenemy. Have you ever heard the term frenemy? Somebody who acts like your friend but actually secretly hopes you um, don't succeed. They hope that you fail, that they're secretly not batting for you it's a very weird energy in female entrepreneurship where there are levels to the depth of friendships and some friendships are built on money and some friendships are built on built on shared experiences and some friendships are built on social climbing and some friendships are built on genuine connections and some friendships are very very surface level and don't actually have anything sustainable underneath them whatsoever. And it's very difficult to navigate. But if you can think about the person in your mind, somebody that perhaps triggers you in some sort of way, and I want you to think about what it is that really, really gets you about the situation. For me, the person I'm thinking of I think one of the most annoying things for me that I find triggering is that I think had this person have given me a chance, we could have been really great friends. 
And I'm a bit triggered by people who aren't openly friendly or pretend publicly that they're friendly, but then actually refuse to acknowledge my existence um, directly. Like, it triggers a wound in me from when I was bullied at school. And because I'm a stronger person now and I'm a grown woman now and I have children of my own and I don't sweat these things, instead of being kind of emotionally hurt by this person, my guard just goes up and I'm just like, okay, they're trash. I don't need to worry about her. Like, it's her problem. I don't need to even acknowledge that this person exists and all of that. And sometimes you might look at that and think that's your highest self, but it's not. It's a massive wall. It's a massive guard. My highest self, if I'm being completely honest with myself over my triggers, probably would be able to look at that person and think, she probably doesn't like me because she feels either that I don't like her or that I'm a threat to her or that I might reject her if she was to reach out to me or there's something in my personality that triggers something to do with her that's got nothing to do with me. And my highest self would be able to openly and lovingly attempt to coexist with this person with the opportunity of this person becoming a friend or a connection in the future. I might even, at my highest highest person level, reach out and say, hey, there's a weird energy between us. And I'm calling out the energy, I'm calling out the elephant in the room, I'm just going to let you know that from this side it's all love, um, and don't know what's going on from your side, and you don't have to respond, but perhaps it will be comforting for you to know that there isn't any animosity on this side. Even as I'm saying that, I'm kind of like, hmm, should I do that? Should I do that? Would that be a good thing? Almost certainly would be an excellent thing for the world, right? And what's the worst that could happen? I step into the highest version of myself, the best version of myself, who is the the woman I've been growing into for years now and I'm lovingly trying to make a permanent residence inside my heart and brain. Couldn't do any harm. And how about you? With that person that you had in your mind, what is it about that person that's triggered you? What is it about that person that perhaps has got your goat? Can you learn something about yourself that would be of value to you if you explore that, you know? Because when we're lifting people that we love, that's easy. And when we're supporting people that we like, That's fun. And when we're offering the opportunity to build something fantastic with people who we have no negative, like, association with no connotations at all, then even that in itself is not difficult. But when we say that we're empowering each other, are we just empowering the small circle of friends that we already have, that we are in with? Are we just perpetuating a click? Are we just creating an exclusive network that other people can't infiltrate 
you know? Are we using those terms to make ourselves seem like we're empowering when actually we are contributing to the not spoken, invisible popularity contest? In which case we're not empowering, we're excluding and we're buying into the secret bullying, we're buying into the the tiny whispers, we're buying into the rumour. Like, where are we standing with that? Morally, ethically, but even more importantly, with our day-to-day actions. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. One of the most difficult things I've always found with relationships and friendships is having honest and frank discussions about things. And I remember, I hope my girls won't mind me referencing this, but I remember once I had two very close friends to me and they had recognised something in my behaviour. I was holding back in conversations. I was very much people-pleasing I was kind of playing one of them off the other, not intentionally. It was very much to keep the peace. It was very much so that there wouldn't be a big row. I was trying to manage other people's um, emotions and conversations. If you're a people pleaser <laughs> or you've ever dealt with anything like that yourself, you'll probably recognise this. We, we, we try to... Um, almost manipulate conversations and situations but for the good of everybody around rather than letting the adults in the room make their own decisions we we're so petrified of conflict even if it isn't ours we'll we'll try our best to fix things before things go wrong and it's not our job to do that but we just don't know how to how to switch it off until we learn the tools how to and they called me out on it and they were like, great, Donny, this is great. We understand your intention. We know your heart. We know that you're a good person. But this conversation, albeit difficult for the both of us to have, it needs to happen. And you can't stop it from happening by trying to fix the situation from the inside, having all the information from both sides and trying to play each person off against each other so that it gets surface level fixed but never gets properly fixed. And I learned something that day. I learned something about those two people and how much they cared about me in terms of being able to see my intention, but also having my back and letting me know that although this was a good thing you were trying to do, it doesn't actually fix things long term. And we need this space to be able to have that conversation. But it also really kind of hit a nerve with me that there are people out there that are willing to have genuine conversations and they don't yes man and they don't tell porkies or or white lies to keep everybody happy they don't people please and bend over backwards this way they have honest but kind conversations and then the other person loves them enough to listen to that loving kind conversation despite there potentially being some difficulties 
in, you know, wanting to hear it and accepts it to the point where actual communication happens and people can resolve things. My mind was blown. My mind was blown. And two honest conversations happened that night. The the conversation where they said to me, we know what you've been trying to do. The truth's out. We know that it was a good thing you were trying to do, but don't do that anymore. And I never have since. It was excellent learning for me as a person, for my personal growth. And then the conversation ultimately that the two of them, that they were trying to have, and I was trying to avoid them having, because I was so scared that they would just never speak to each other again. They actually had that conversation and it was a beautiful thing. And they're still good friends today as we all are. And I just wonder, if we did more of what we say we're doing, if we were better behind the scenes, would we be better people? There's been a few times recently where I've offloaded my emotional state to my team and gone, oh, okay, this is really frustrating that this system online what allow us to do this 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 and this and I really wish that I could speak to somebody from this place so I could explain to them how they could fix this 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 and this and I've not been in my best self when I've done that I've had to catch myself a couple of times and go ah I'm complaining a little bit I am emotionally like dumping this out on you guys and actually there will be a solution here but I'm spending more time having a bit of a rant about what's not happening rather than focusing my attention on moving forward, finding a solution or actually having the conversation with the people that could make those differences and changes and we do that. Rather than me speaking to the people who own those programs and saying hey I'm really frustrated with you guys like this should be something that is happening I am speaking to everybody else and those those people will never know I'm just kind of emotionally putting out there these feelings and don't get me wrong it's good for you to express your emotion but are we really doing what we need to do in terms of direct conversation and when we say we're empowering other people are we empowering them or are we just yes manning them I'm all about loving support, but I'm all about honesty. I had a couple of instances last year where I was truly, and I guess from the other person's perspective, potentially brutally honest with information that was factual and was there to support them in their success. And it was not welcomed if I'd have lied to them and told them what they wanted to hear it would have been welcomed but that's just not my jam and not everybody has the emotional intelligence to take on conversations of that level some people as soon as you say something that isn't in line with what they believe of themselves it will immediately turn into a situation where they feel rejected or a situation where they feel like they're being attacked and they can't see the love and the kindness that actually comes behind that honesty and that's really that's really a shame that's a difficult thing to to come across but I really do think that those hard conversations I really do think that those open and honest conversations and genuinely lifting up other female entrepreneurs and other people in our network, especially those that you perhaps didn't have an immediate rapport with, is valuable. Because what does it actually take for a person to be welcomed into your arena of support? That's a great question for you to ask yourself. What does it actually take for a person to be welcomed into your arena of support? For me, 
You just have to be the type of person who is working on yourself, trying to be a better person for yourself, not for any other reason. You might be doing it for your family, you might be doing it for your finances, you might be doing it for your business, you might be doing it for any of those things. But ultimately, I love to hear that you're doing it for you. Somebody who is kind, somebody who really wants to make a better difference to this world, one way or another. It could be small things, could be huge things, I don't care. Somebody who isn't out there bullying other people, who isn't out there acting in an unprofessional way that hurts other people. Intentionally or not intentionally. It's really important. But other than that, like, there's not much criteria. There isn't many criteria for who would be allowed in my arena of support because I want to help people. And my personal preference or my assumed personal preference based on a very small amount of data is not going to factor into that, you know? You have to have done something that shows me that your heart isn't in the right place for me to reject you outside of my arena of support. And an assumption about who you are when I don't know you very well is not good enough for that exclusion. Genuinely not. So, have a little think. What does a person need to have in order to be welcomed into your arena of support? Whether that be your public support, your resources, your free resources, your free groups, your podcasts, your blogs, you know, any of those things that you put out. What what does somebody need to have for them to be welcomed to use that in a way that feels good to you? And just ask yourself those questions. Are you really empowering other women? Or are you secretly competing? Because there are enough clients for us all. The competition genuinely does not exist. And actually, helping the people that perhaps we don't have an immediate rapport with might actually be the key to us all winning and feeling like we get to get there together in a really unified way. I hope you've enjoyed the thought processes of today's episode. Let me know how you feel about those questions and whether you've been able to answer them yourself. I love hearing from you guys. Thank you so much for your wonderful emails about last week's podcast. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I love hearing from you. So please do always contact me either on socials or on email. You'll always get a reply. I'm sending massive love to all of you. And thank you again for listening. If you're loving our pretty podcast, come on over to Social Pretties, our online safe house and sisterhood community. It's a safe space where female entrepreneurs connect and thrive in a warm, welcoming fold of pretty amazing women. You'll find an easy redirect in the description and I can't wait to see you in there. As depending on where you're listening right now, we would love it if you would click subscribe or follow so that you can be the first to know when our new podcasts come out.